Welcome to the Evolving Man Podcast. I'm your co-host, Christian Robinson, um, and here's my co-host, Joshua Bay. Today, we are going to talk about texting and why so many men are bad at, bad at it. Right. Know why right. it took me... Hey, man. It, it, this is our first late night record session, so we're good. Yeah. And so, full disclosure here... Um, this is not to say that only men are bad at texting, but since this is the Evolving Man podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about men because we want them to be the best versions of themselves that they can be in all walks of life. So um, this is our our first official episode, and we're going to break down texting. Yeah, we're happy to have you with us. Happy to have you with us. So I have a rule. Um, it's not about what you say, it's about what you say next. And this allows me flexibility as I move forward in a conversation and gives me license to not worry about if something was said perfectly. However, it's important to note that this only works if a couple of things are kept in mind. Uh, the first thing is intent. What do I want to get out of this conversation? Second is transparency. Am I being upfront about what I want to get out of this conversation? The third thing is self-awareness. Am I being funny, engaging, insightful, or supportive? And the fourth is empathy. Have I acknowledged the time, mood, or energy of the person I'm speaking to? And if I were in their shoes, would I find the conversation enjoyable or clear? So um, that's kind of how I want to jump off into this thing. So just tell me like, what you think about everything that I just said. Um... Even though we started off talking about how men can improve as texters, I think uh, you have to look at the different relationships that you have that cause you to text, right? So if you're talking to your partner, you may want that text message to be either more intimate or funny or you want to give more character. But if you're talking about it just from a planning with your friend standpoint, uh, straight, direct, to the point, maybe seven words or less, you know, is uh, super efficient because it helps everybody get their points across, you know. Uh, But those are my, like, immediate ideas of texting. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, and I think that there is some nuance when it comes to the the specific type of relationship um, and how it affects the the rhetoric that you use and the tone. Um, But I do think that um, as the 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 person who's initiating the text thread or the conversation that it is important to be aware of not only who you're speaking to but also how you say what you say and so um just take an honest look in the mirror about our texting habits and and i think the first bad habit uh that everyone should should break um is starting a conversation with hey how's it going Mm -hmm. right It's, it's one of the laziest things you could do um, particularly when your intention isn't to actually find out how it's going for someone, right? And then I'm going to throw in like, hey, and how are you, um, which is equally as bad because um, the only time you should ask these things is really if you you want to follow up on something specific, right? Like, hey, how did that math test that you mentioned to me the other day go? Like, hey, how, you know, how did it go um, at your you know, at your wedding or like, you know, like how was, how's your mother doing? Uh, you, you, you mentioned that she was sick the last time um, we were talking. So, yeah. you know, a, a specific call back to something. I like that. I like that. Um, 
I think that is also a way to keep to just start the conversation off and, and get the energy lively on, on something that you both can connect on. So even if you're saying, hey, how are you how are you feeling on this amazing like rainy day, you know, like or just something they let the other person have substance to play around with to give you a response back, you know, that'll keep everything going. So, uh, I think one time I'm not sure if it was you or someone else I was speaking to and they were like, try your best not to ask questions that somebody really can't answer just yes or no to. You know, like if it really is as simple as yes or no, then, you, you know, how difficult, how upset can you get at the other person if you ask such a simplistic question? Yeah, or or something that actually um, has a lot of um, it has a lot of meaning and depth to it. Right. Like yeah. even thinking about, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, like, hey, how's it going right now? Hey, how's it going in my life? Um, hey, how's it going with work? Hey, how's it going with? Uh, you know, my apartment or just my sensibility as a person. There's a, it, that sounds crazy, but um, I do believe that a person's minds will go to those depths and those places and it will be overwhelming yeah. um, without a, a framework um, in order to keep both parties in check or, or however many people you're speaking to at the time. You know, I, I agree with that. Um, and I think... Since we're talking about development, um, you know, don't feel super pressured to try to change these habits all at once, right? Yeah. But recognizing them can definitely be the first step. When you text, think about what the other person could possibly even try to say back. And if you're asking a dry question or asking a super vague question, um, you know, like Christian said, what what's going to be the next response back from you? Or even better, like, what are they going to say? Like. Are you even ready to open those gates? Because some people really may indulge in letting you know everything. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so the second bad habit that I, I want people to break is is uh, texting way too much at once. And I believe that everyone's been both a victim and then sometimes maybe dished out a little too much of that themselves. And so, you know, long texts are just exhausting to read. Um, keep in mind that reading, analyzing, and comprehending information, uh, it takes time and energy. Um, so you want to be empathetic about someone else's time and energy. Um, longer texts also make you look a little less composed, um, which can sort of seem like you're desperate or of low value, low character. Uh, and and the, the best way to, to use a, a text, in my opinion, um, is to is to use what I call the rule of two, which is uh, if you have if you're texting someone one text bubble, then it should be uh, just two lines, right? But if it's two text bubbles, you should limit it to four lines per text. So you and and all the information should be succinct. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I I think one of the things if i'm in the viewer standpoint i would want to know is what results do you get from limiting how much you you communicate in text right like what are the results what are the the good glorious things that we are going to get out of this by following this method that's a really great question so i think the first thing that you'll notice is that people are going to be responding to you in what I would describe as a stream of consciousness, right? So 
it seems effortless to respond to you because the the information uh, that they're getting is digestible uh, and the and the thought threads are also uh, not all over the place it may be one or perhaps or maybe two but they're very related and so you, you don't have to juggle okay well what do I what am I responding to you're responding to the same thing because it all falls within the same framework uh, so what ends up happening is either you get a, a quicker response uh, or it allows someone to be happier because they feel less pressure about what the answer is supposed to be or feel less fatigued by digging around in their psyche for an answer so then do you so then I, I guess I gotta be that audience member right if, if there was one can we chalk up the person who can only handle two lines or three lines in a text message box to just like laziness at that point? Like, I know I can read for days. So, you know, I would love a, a succinct text message real short to the point when it call, when it comes time for that. But it's like, if it's not time for that, then it's kind of like, I guess, are we just being lazy to an extent or being... Uh, used to receiving so many different text messages that we need short to to the point messages going on because we have so many other messages that we're dealing with either with work emails or with uh, every day just texting friends, uh, partners, family, whatever. Yeah, you you bring up a great point, and I'll say this. Um, yeah, maybe maybe some of it could be laziness. It honestly depends, but from my perspective. You can't control what's happening in someone else's life um, on that particular day or that particular month or even just all around. You know, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe someone is a shitty texter, but um, but being you can you can control what you do, right? And that's the most important thing, right? Right. right? So the the goal, I believe, of of any conversation, whether it's in person or via text or over the phone is to share insights. That's how we learn about one another. It's how we begin to create narratives in, in our heads about um, who someone is and why they're valuable to us or in our lives or why we wanna be around them more. So being able to make the exchange of insights easier um, is of high value. So mm -hmm. so yeah, you, you'll lose some people because they just have too much shit going on on their ends, but um, you abide by these rules because you know how important it is for someone else to, to feel free to communicate yeah. and not feel caged by neediness or uncertainty or ambiguity. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, I think sometimes, uh, how do you say, time and place, right? So... Um, if I am, if I have like a ridiculously busy week, uh, but the person that I want to communicate with all in all, um, I really do want to communicate. It's just very busy week, very busy days, very busy hours. Um, so when you do get a message from that person, my own preference, I think, um, is to give me a lot in a message. Because the next time I'm going to respond back, which may be two or three hours later, it's going to be like, a full thing right back to you because it's like I don't have the time to give you choppy responses right now. Mm -hmm. um, you got me for three minutes. 
I'm reading this for three minutes. You're going to get the best I can give you for three minutes and the most that I have for that in three minutes. And then if your day is super busy or you're super free, respond to it how you may. Mm. Yeah, there, there are a couple of interesting things about what you said there. So, um, I like, I agree. As as someone who is very busy, you do have to value the time that you have, which means that sometimes you're not always going to be present to short reply to, somebody to reply to to a message. But I will say this: if you are busy and it seems like someone wants to speak, what you can do is simply say, "Hey, I'm I'm busy with X Y Z. I'll get back to you when I have a little bit more." Free time as well as free headspace. Yeah, that that goes a long way, right? And and so that's not necessarily what I covered um, in the rest of this this texting etiquette outline, but it is a, an important caveat. All right, I like that. All right. Okay, so and this is great because we're talking about the succinctness of ideas and um, how to be concise, which is the the third habit that I think is really important in terms of texting so just keeping your ideas in line you know not texting about uh, the weather in one line and then talking about how you love swimming in the next and then you're talking about the the moon in another there's just too much going on and so <clears throat> i want to read out um a an example of a text that i've received um, both good and bad. Um, it is not based on someone that I speak to. It is an amalgamation of a series of good and bad texts that I've received from okay. people. All right, so that no is judgment. I'm going to believe for myself that it is about somebody, but you can say yeah, that's not. Well, I, I'm always influenced by the people <laughs> that I meet and speak to, but multiple people at once okay. getting lumped together. So um, this is the good one. Just saw a Jamaica tourism commercial on TV and couldn't stop thinking about your love of the beach and all things sandy. LOL. Right? So that's the first line. Second line is, the weather is getting pretty beach appropriate. Are you free to hit the beach with me next weekend? Right? That's, that's what I would consider a, a, a good text. There's a lot to work with there because it's clearly about... It's clearly about someone flirting with someone else about what they talk, what they talked about, the beach and their love for it, being kind of funny about it, and then a clear call to action of, "I love to take you to the beach. Let's go next weekend because that's when I'm free. Um, are you down?" No, I like that. I like that a lot. Those those are really comfortable text messages. They give you a guide on where to go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it sings, and and if you're the person sending it, you know, there's no, there isn't a lot of area for ambiguity in terms of like, oh, well, when do you want to do this thing? What are we talking about? Um, it, you know, the the well goes deep in terms of how confused people can get on the other end, yeah. particularly if they're just looking at a screen and they don't have you in front of them. So this is my example of a bad text, and I broke it up into three text bubbles. So I'm just gonna go through them all, and love to get your reaction. Mm -hmm. So, hey, you like the beach, right? Would you want to go sometime soon? Second one, weather was nice today. I want to get outside as much as possible. Maybe I'll hike soon too. 
third one. How was your day? Did you do anything fun? Yeah, no. 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 Just no. But but you know what? You know what, Chris? I'm not going to be unfair to some of those questions, right? I can see I can see the world where you're getting back on foot with somebody and you're getting back into trying to get into good energy, good graces, good good mannerisms with that person. So you may not know exactly where to jump in to something specific, to go somewhere specific at that day to do that activity, you know? Like, have you ever been in a weird space with someone, uh, either like post-argument or like, you know, there might be an argument coming um, and now the space is a little weird, right? So like me saying, hey, seven o'clock, do you wanna do this on, you know, go to the pool? They may be like, hey, we just got into a little moment. I don't know. You got to let me build into this conversation um, and fill you back out again and get that energy that we had back again. Um, so I could see where those text messages can be, uh, you know, just more iffy. I could see I could see the world where you would send that. But I also see the world where, like, if you guys are in great, great like great standards, doing that may not be you know, worth anything. But if you're not in great standards, I can see a, that being more of a feeler. Yeah, you you made a very, very fair point. And I like the, the word that you use, which is feeler, because that's clearly what's happening in the in the third one, where it's like, how was your day? Did you do anything fun, right? That's like the, the Hail Mary of text messages. It's like, please give me something that we can... We can develop a conversation with it to develop a conversation about. right yeah so. so what do you do when the or even on the other end where somebody is not going, giving you anything really of substance but they hit you up not giving you any of substance so you have to throw the hail mary now and you gotta hope she like the person's Obel, odell beckham and catches it like somehow right that's that's a that's a good point and that's why we're here right so um assuming that this is happening from the other end uh, and someone initiates a conversation with you without giving you anything, in all honesty, I wouldn't even engage. Because So my rule is you have to meet me halfway. And, and part of this is understanding what defining the rules of what etiquette is supposed to be yeah. when we're texting yeah. one another. Even if it's DMing as well, I think yeah. these rules still apply. But yeah, don't, you gotta meet don't, me halfway. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna go catch that ball if you're if you're throwing a hail mary. Yeah, like, no, that's true. You know, let's let's run a real route here. Yeah, um, let's get some first downs first. Yeah, exactly. And 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 so you're right. I like what you said about if there's an arg argument that happened right before. Um, it's true. You you know these shit happens yeah. where you don't know how to approach a conversation and then. Texting is easier um, than picking up the phone and calling, um, but I still think that the same rules apply because think about it like this, right? You, you had an argument and you don't know where you stand with the other person. To me, the logical step is to say, hey, how are you doing after X, Y, Z? Um, or you apologize. You say, look, like things got out of control. You know, I, I, I know we've got some plans coming up. I just want to make sure that, that we're straight. Um, and I'm sorry for my part in it. 
Like there are a lot of there are a lot of steps that that you can make before um, getting to the. So we still on for dinner? Like you still want to go out? Uh, you still want to meet? You still want to come over? All that? Yeah, stuff. it's like, like it's how you dress it up before you right. go in. Yeah, I think you know anything goes. Like it doesn't. You could you could pour your heart out in a text message. Um, you could talk about sports. You can you can talk about how shitty your day was or how much you uh, hated the last movie that you saw. Like there's there's so many different avenues where you can go. The the sky is the limit, right? And and that they're just once you start to realize your position in fostering a conversation, you can really take a step back and and take your time and start to slowly build. And and that's what this is really all about. Yeah. It's like, you don't need to rush. Take your time, one idea at a time, because people process information very slowly, especially if it's happening on a screen. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah, so we agree, like, that one that I read out too much at once, like, it was okay in the beginning, but once other ideas started to get added in without the other person having the opportunity to respond, that's when that's when things get a little dicey. Um, and you know, you, you really you want to use texting, particularly if you're asking questions, as an avenue to 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 get to know someone else as well, or to start to um, take take options off of the table right so you talk about the the time that you have let's say you're meeting someone for a date right and you're like hey like you want to go out um wednesday night at 7 p.m right like basically you're saying i'm free wednesday night 7 p.m i want to take you to dinner are you down with that and you know if the person says no then it is up to them to then give you information back using the same sort of tone and etiquette uh if that doesn't happen then you know now the ball's in your court to decide if this is worth if this is worth pursuing no i mean i think that is spot on um also sometimes i like being direct in my encounters with people right so i'd be like you gotta give me a little bit more than this like you when we talk through text, I need more because yeah. this is not, this is very much you just being an introvert and me like pulling out and you say you are interested, but I am not a dentist and I am not a teeth puller. So let's, let's open up a little bit more here. And if you don't want to right now, that's fine. Just hit me up when you are ready. Absolutely. Yeah. It, that actually reminds me of uh, an ex that I used to have who would want to, she would actually want a video chat, but then she would be busy doing other things. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't actually video chat. I just stared at her while she, do, was, doing while she was doing her work. And, you know, it, like texting can kind of be the same thing. And let's be honest, like m most of us these days, we multitask, right? Like, yep. yeah, I'll text people while I'm watching Greenleaf on, on Netflix. Um, great show, by the way. Uh, but... No free yeah, but at the same time, there's a difference between you just have to know where your mind is, right? If if you need the space, take the space. Let the let the other person know. 
but otherwise, yeah, you be fair. You're initiating a conversation. Don't don't put it all in their court. Yeah. Like meet them halfway. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, the fourth bad habit to break is to stop texting people after 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's like the later it gets, the more dangerous it, it is to text someone, especially a romantic interest. So, like, you know, putting a halt to, to your conversations shows that not only do you care about your own boundaries and your self-care, um, but, you know, you're, you're patient. You know, you're patient about the conversation. Um, you're, you're, you're patient about your boundaries um, and setting them aside so that you can rest. Um, so you're also not pushing someone to, you know, text all hours of the night. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that stuff is important. I think that's really interesting, too. I found that um, just in the realm of dating, you end up dating people who really do have very different text message habits. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I've, there was one person, I maybe it was just because of the pandemic or whatever the case may be, they honestly only enjoy texting, like, between the hours of 7 p.m. to, like, 1 a.m. Like, mm-hmm. they that was when they were the most active to communicate with. Um, if it was by text, but anything eight to six, just very, very slow. And the person, I think at that time, uh, like was in between jobs or something like that. So it wasn't even like they were doing something between that time. They were just like, yeah, this time and over and not yet. That's a tough one. And, you know, I I chose 10 and 11 because one, I read about the 11 o'clock like rule. I, I can't remember where I saw it. It was some sort of like, uh, dating coach blog that I was reading, but uh, 11 p.m. quickly became 10 p.m. just because I want to get myself to bed at a certain time uh, so that I'm fresh yeah. for the next day. Um, and yeah, like you know, everyone's got their their, their own different schedules. You know, you've got to do what's most important, what's most appropriate for you. But keep in mind that you know most people are getting themselves up for work, you know, at a certain time, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. Got to be aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. 100%. All right. What's the next one we got? All right. Fifth bad habit to break. Got to mix things up. Um, memes and funny videos are cool uh, when they're fresh ideas, but, you know, not so much when you do it all the time. So, uh, there's something that I like to think about, particularly when it comes to people, is the law of diminishing marginal utility. So I think I mentioned it to you before, but it's this idea in economics where, let's say you had the best slice of pizza you've ever had in your life, right? Um, and then you decided to take another bite. After every bite, it's going to taste a little bit less than what it was from the first time. Not that you don't like it anymore, but you know maybe the first bite was uh, uh, let's rate it a ninety nine point eight. The next bite is going to be a ninety nine point eight one. Or, or I actually, I'm fucking up these numbers right now. Okay, ninety nine point eight goes to a ninety nine point seven, and then the you know, 99.7 drops down to like a 99.6. So 
idea is that it's never going to be zero, but it's yeah. never things aren't going to be quite as novel as the first time around. So yeah. I think that when it comes to messaging or meeting people or, or things that you're sharing that are exciting, like keep their novelty by mixing things up. See, I, I agree with that. Um, I do agree with that. I, I, I struggle with the, as I, how do you say? It? I struggle with fully engaging in that thought only because I ask the question if it's something natural, right? Like, so over time, if you play out that scenario that you're saying, you're going to hit like 50, 40, 30 over time if you stick with that person for a long time. Um, and I guess on the other, for some reason, I'm always thinking on the other end, but how about we go into the conversation knowing that it's not going to be extremely fresh like the first time we communicated, but I don't expect that. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm realistic knowing that be, the rule that you just stated is a thing. I'm not going into it saying your first shot is going to be your best shot. I'm going into this saying, let me average out everything. Mm. You know, let me average out the whole, I guess, month of conversation, a week of conversation. And then that's how I'll see, that, that'll be my gauge for how I feel about you, not like basing it on the first. Because uh, you can never really live up to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And that's interesting that you, um, you did make that split. It is important to note um, the difference between meeting someone for the first time, someone that you're building rapport with, and then maintaining a relationship with someone that you've known for a very long time, a friend or lover. Um, yeah, so that I think that the law of diminishing marginal utility still applies, but it does look a little different. So, yeah. so yeah, so maybe exponentially, there's a lot less of a decline with someone that you've known for a very long time um, versus someone that you first met. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's still there. I do think that things need to be mixed up. Um, while it is important to be okay with not always having those high highs in yeah. an established relationship, um, you know, it, it is important to keep looking for something fresh because then otherwise if you're not moving forward you're you know you're probably going to be moving backwards right so that's actually a really interesting point that i wanted to gauge into with text messaging as well right like i i look at it as the stock market so like when you purchase stocks traditionally you look for more um base heavy platforms like an apple or a uh, microsoft essentially um, entities that will perform on average almost always the same trending up right mm-hmm. but I feel like we get into a conversation with someone new and we treat it as a Tesla stock during COVID like we just treat this as this thing's just going to keep going up and up and up and up and this is how this person is always yeah. going to speak to me and in reality it's like you know what you have to look at this over three, four, five, a year's worth of time, like, is how we speak uh, relevant enough and and engaging enough for this type of thing to go on for a long time? Mm. Because I can't, I know for sure, I can handle what you're doing or how is your day, these vague questions. I can handle that for about two weeks. And then after that, 
I'm going to start saying this is definitely Tesla. We definitely had a little high point, but we are going right back down because our conversation has not touched anything at all in the last two to three weeks. Mm-mm, this is not an apple. That is such a that's such a great idea that you introduced to this conversation. It's something that I haven't thought about before. So, so yeah, you're, you're right. Um, it is important. And part of having great conversations, whether it's in person or via text, is is doing the most that you can with your life, right? Like, you know, if you're just playing video games on the couch and that's all you have to go off of, yeah, it's it, your, your conversations aren't going to go very far, yep. right? Um, you know, part of being um, an evolving man, um, and it's something that I want for myself, it's something that I want for everyone, um, is to just seek adventure. Yeah. And seeking adventure doesn't mean jumping out of a plane all the time although if that's what you want to do like go ahead you know it doesn't mean um always uh deep sea diving but if that's what what you want to do go ahead like you know it, it it means just taking your mind or taking your body taking your spirit someplace new whether reading a new book about new ideas um you know going to a museum to see a new exhibit uh trying new food going to a new restaurant uh, watching a, a new film, uh, foreign or uh, whatever the case may be, it's it's filling your head and, and filling your spirit with as many fresh things as possible, right? And and getting into the habit of doing that on such a consistent basis that you never run out of material. Yeah. Um. You know, and I can honestly say that when I wasn't doing that with my life. Yeah, I was I was a one trick pony, so uh, you know all I knew how to do was was drink a whole lot and um, you know that was it, and that's why I had a lot of one and dones. But you know now, particularly during this time, um, you know I, I found that while I was dating, before I met my partner, my my conversations were so much richer because I just had a lot to pull from. And it, and it wasn't about trying to impress someone. It's about trying to gauge interests, yeah. right? It's like, I like these things and I want to see if you like them too. And then I also want to see um, how adventurous you are. If we decided to do something else within the realm of reading or art or travel um, or dance or comedy, like, would you be interested in that? Yeah. No, I agree with that. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I'm going to take that into consideration myself. Yeah, we all need it. And, and the, the journey is never done, but that's the whole fun of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So I talked about, we talked about a lot tonight in, in terms of just how to make texting great again. And I don't think that it can be an excuse anymore about being a bad texter because the, at the root of texting, it's it's about self awareness as well as empathy. Yeah. Um. You know, you want to acknowledge what someone else is going through on their end, um, while also acknowledging the tone that you bring to something. Right. The the, the tone, the rhetoric, um, the energy. Um. You know, show up as your best self and and know what that looks like by having these rules in place. And regardless of what's happening on the other end, you know, practice it, practice it, practice it, and it's gonna 
it's going to yield a, a ton of great results. I like that. I like that. Um, and I, I duplicate everything that you say. Um, don't be too hard on yourself as you begin this journey. And, you know, take your time as you go into it and just pick up on the little cues step by step. And play this back a couple times, too. You can give us a couple more listens. That's fine. All right. So this is our first episode officially. It was very choppy, but thank you for listening. And uh, we look forward to, to talking to you again on the next one. Perfect. Later.